0: I'm Pastor Richard Gamble, and the following message is made available by First Baptist Church of Bastrop, Louisiana. To find out more about First Baptist Bastrop, go to www.firstbastrop.org. That's www.firstbastrop.org. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your holy, inspired, and inerrant word, And, Lord, as we come to this time of the preaching of your word, we pray that you would write the eternal truth of your word on our hearts. Lord, show us today what you want us to see, who you want us to see. Lord, let us see Jesus today. As we look at his mediatory role in our lives, Lord, let us see Jesus Let our hearts be drawn closer to him, to praise him and worship him as our Lord and Savior. And Lord, let us learn from him how to be obedient to your glorious will. These things I pray in Christ's blessed name, amen. If you have your Bibles with you this morning, turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 5, Deuteronomy chapter 5 we be looking at verses 22 through 33 this morning. So I told you we were going to pick up the pace a little bit. So here we're going to finish out uh, chapter 5 this morning. So Deuteronomy chapter 5 verses 22 through 33. And if you don't have a Bible of your own, you can grab one of the Pew Bibles there and turn to page 141 in the Pew Bible. That's page 141 in the Pew Bible. And if you don't have a Bible of your own, then we invite you to take that Bible with you. And that's our gift to you. We want everybody to have a copy of God's Word, so please take that and use it for for your great edification. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 22 through 33. Today we're looking, continuing our our message here, our our walk through the book of Deuteronomy and the gospel according to Moses, because that's what it is. It's the good news. It's just coming from the Old Testament. And today we're looking at this topic of our mediator our mediator now a mediator according to the oxford dictionary is a person who uh, attempts to make people involved in a conflict come to an agreement it's a go-between someone who goes between two conflicting parties imagine this two brothers disputing over a piece of land Uh, They can't decide on what to do with this land. They're just in conflict over it. And so every time they get together, all they do is argue, right? And they get nothing accomplished. What do they need? They need a mediator. They need a third party who can listen to both sides of the argument and offer up a solution to the conflict, to the problem. You know, humanity is in conflict with god we are in conflict with god we have sinned against our holy righteous creator and have erected this wall of hostility between us and god we are in conflict with god and we need a mediator to go between us and god to resolve the conflict and praying peace to us well thankfully god has appointed such a mediator the perfect mediator jesus christ today i want us to see this jesus christ is the one perfect mediator between god and man jesus christ is the one perfect mediator between god and man and as our mediator there are several tasks that jesus accomplishes on our behalf before god and so today i want us to to look at and to consider four tasks of a mediator four tasks of a mediator and we'll see these four tasks as they come out of our text here in deuteronomy and my hope and prayer today is that this message as we consider the mediatory role of jesus christ in our own lives this message will draw our hearts closer to christ and lead us to worship and praise christ and we'll do that at the end of our service today so just as a reminder here in deuteronomy we've been in deuteronomy 5 for a little while now but in deuteronomy chapter 5 moses is reflecting back on an event that took place some 40 years prior right this was just right after the exodus the people of israel came out of egypt And they gathered around Mount Sinai. And God met them there on Mount Sinai. And the glory of the Lord came down out of heaven and settled down on Mount Sinai. And Mount Sinai trembled at the presence of God. And as the mountain trembled in the presence of God, the people of Israel trembled in the presence of God. And then God from Mount Sinai, he spoke to the people of Israel, right? He called up the elders of Israel. And he said, Moses, bring up the elders of Israel and bring them to me. And there from Mount Sinai, God spoke to the elders of Israel. And he gave them these 10 words, these 10 commandments. He, he spoke them. And the elders of Israel heard these 10 words come from the mountain from the voice of God and when they heard the voice of God oh they trembled in fear they trembled in fear because they were standing in the presence of a holy and just God and they called Moses Moses we can't bear it we cannot bear it we need a mediator we need someone to represent us before god and so moses takes on that responsibility moses takes on that responsibility for the israelites but moses mediation only lasted for a short time even now as we're reading this in deuteronomy Moses' time is about up and at the end of the book as we'll see when we get there moses dies we need a better mediator we need a more permanent mediator and praise be to God we have that mediator in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ but as we look at this I want us to see our need for a mediator as it comes out of this text in Deuteronomy so we need a mediator we need that perfect mediator Jesus Christ And the reason we need a mediator is because, first, we need a mediator to resolve the conflict between us and God. We need a mediator to resolve the conflict between us and God. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 22 through 26. And and keep those Bibles open because we're going to work through it this morning. So, Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 22 through 26, these words the Lord spoke to all your assembly. These words, the the Ten Commandments, in other words. These words the Lord spoke to all your assembly at the mountain out of the midst of the fire, the cloud, and the thick darkness with a loud voice, and he added no more. And he wrote them on two tablets of stone and gave them to me. And as soon as you heard the voice out of the midst of the darkness while the mountain was burning with fire, you came near to Me, all the heads of your tribes and your elders, and you said, Behold, the Lord our God has shown us His glory and greatness. And we have heard His voice out of the midst of the fire. This day we have seen God speak with man and man still live. Now listen to this watch this now therefore why should we die for this great fire will consume us if we hear the voice of the lord our god anymore we shall die for who is there of all flesh that has heard the voice of the living God speaking out of the midst of fire as we have and st- has still lived. Who can bear the presence of this consuming fire? This just and holy God. Now, I know no one in here ever speeds, right? No one ever speeds. You're all good law-abiding citizens. I see somebody laughing back there. You're all good law-abiding citizens. You never speed at all. You always drive the speed limit, but, but you have good imagination, so I want you to use your imagination for a moment. And imagine you're, you wake up late one morning and you're in a hurry. You've got an appointment you've got to get to and you've got to be there right now and you're in a hurry, so you take off out from the house you're headed down the road you're driving 70 miles an hour in a 55 mile an hour speed zone trying to get to that appointment and look up ahead there and you see it that car with the bar of lights on top there is the state trooper you see him and what happens well you slam on those brakes And your heart begins to pound in your chest. Your breath gets a little more shallow. (sighs) Fear begins to well up inside of you. Why? Because you know if that state trooper is a just and righteous person, police officer he is going to pull you over and he is going to give you the just punishment for your sin of speeding and he is going to write you a ticket right and so when you're speeding when you're breaking the law and you see a police officer fear wells up inside you that's what's going on here in our text That's exactly what's taking place with these Israelites as they stand in the presence of a holy and just God. They realize their own sin. They realize their sin and they say, who can stand before a holy God and live because a just and holy God must inflict just punishment on sin. And these elders, they realize that. Moses, Moses... Let God speak no more. Let us get out of here. We can't stand the presence of a just God. We can't stand here and live because in our sin God has no option but to inflict his just judgment on us. We need you to go before God. And we need to get out of here before we die for our sins. They needed a mediator. They needed someone to take care of their sins, to resolve the conflict that their sin had caused between them and God. They needed someone as a mediator. Moses served as that mediator for the Israelites, right? God, through Moses, gave the Israelites a whole sacrificial system. He's revealing to them His law there on Mount Sinai. And so God gives the whole sacrificial system so that the sacrificial system would take care of the, the sins of the Israelites. That was the, the Day of Atonement and all those sacrifices, all that blood was shed because of their sin to, to resolve that conflict so that the people of Israel could have a relationship with God through that role. As Hebrews chapter ten verse four tells us, the blood of bull and bulls and goats can never really take away sins. All of that was just temporary thing. All of that was just to point them to the greater sacrifice who was to come. You see, we need a, a more perfect mediator. we need someone who can certainly can surely once and for all take care of our sin and resolve that conflict between us and God because of our sins. And God has provided that mediator. 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 5 through 6 for there is one God and there is one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at the proper time. You see, as our mediator, Jesus Christ resolved the conflict between us and God by dying on the cross for our sins in our place. He became a ransom for us. You see, God has to punish sin. And Jesus Christ willingly went to Calvary's cross and He took the Father's penalty for our sin in our place. He bore the penalty that God should have poured out on us, for us, so that He might give us peace with God, bring us peace with God. Jesus Christ is the great mediator who brings peace, who resolves the conflict. And He did it by bearing God's wrath. His righteous judgment for our sins in our place. We need a mediator to resolve that conflict between us and God. And only Jesus Christ is able to do that. Oh, dear friend, trust in Jesus Christ. He is the only mediator, the only mediator that can resolve the conflict between you and God because of your sin against him. We need a mediator to resolve the conflict between us and God. Second, we need a mediator to represent us before God. We need a mediator to represent us before God. The elders, they come to Moses now and they tell Moses, go near And hear all that the Lord our God will say and speak to us. All that the Lord our God will speak to you. And we will hear and do it. We will hear and do it. You go. You represent us before God. You get God's word to us and tell it to us and and we'll obey the Lord. They didn't do that, but that's a message for another day. You know, this is not the only time that Moses actually represents the Israelites before God. Right? He, he, he's been sent up by the Israelites, and God calls him up to, to come be that mediator, that representative for the people on Mount Sinai. But even as Moses is up there on Mount Sinai, the people sin against God. You remember how the story goes. Moses was up there for forty days and for forty nights, and God was giving him not only the Ten Commandments on the the two tablets of stone, but all of His law. He was pouring out all of His law, giving all the commandments that He would give to the people of Israel. And so Moses was up there for forty days and forty nights, and the people of Israel they they kind of got to wondering, "Where's this Moses? Where's what's happened to him?" Uh, we need a God. We we need somebody to lead us. So so they went to Aaron and said, "Aaron, make for us a God." And Mary Aaron made the golden calf. And the people of Israel, as soon as they saw the the glory of God, forty days later they go astray and they chase after a false god, an idol. And when God hears the celebration of them worshiping this other idol, God says, Moses, the people have already messed up. They're down there and they're partying and they're, they're worshiping this false god, this idol, this golden calf. And you know what, Moses, I'm just going to take them out. I'm going to wipe them out and I'll just start over with you, Moses. Moses and moses represented the people of god exodus chapter 32 verses 11 through 14 gives us a little insight into how moses represented the people of god but moses implored the lord his god and said "O lord why does your wrath burn hot against your people whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand, why should the Egyptians say, with evil intent did He bring them out to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from your burning anger and relent from this disaster against your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants to whom you swore by your own self and said to them, I will multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven and, and all this land that I have promised, I will give to your offspring and they shall inherit it forever. And the Lord relented from the disaster that he had spoken to bring on his people. Moses represented the people by pleading before God, Lord God, have mercy upon the sinful people. Have mercy upon them. As Moses represented the Israelites, did you know that Christ also represents us before God? Christ represents us before God. Christ goes to God the Father daily, on behalf of His people. Romans chapter 8, verse 34. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Christ is interceding for us he is praying for us he's pleading with the father on our behalf in heaven day in and day out dear friend if you have put your faith in our lord and savior jesus christ you can be assured of this that jesus christ represents you before god he represents you before the father Based upon His own righteousness and selfless sacrifice, He pleads to the Father night and day on your behalf. You know what? When we're going through difficult times, it's a wonderful thing to know that our church family is praying for us. But you know what's even better? Is knowing that our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is praying for us. Even in those times when our, our church family, they may not even know what's going on. No one else knows what's, what's happening in your mind. They, no one else may know what you're going through, but Jesus does. He understands your pain. He understands your suffering far greater than any of us can understand it. And He is praying for you he is interceding for you he is representing you before the father oh we need a mediator to resolve the conflict between us and god and we need a mediator to represent us before god to intercede upon our behalf third we need a mediator to reveal god's will to us We need a mediator to reveal God's will to us, to show us the will of the Father. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 28 through 31. Let's pick up there. And the Lord heard your words when you spoke to me. And the Lord said to me, I have heard the words of this people, which they have spoken to you. They are right in all that they have spoken. Oh, that they had such a heart as this always to fear me and to keep all my commandments that it might go well with them and with your descendants forever. We'll come back to that. Go and say to them, return to your tents, but you stand here by me and I will tell you the whole commandment and the statutes and the rules that you shall teach them that they may do them in the land that I'm giving them to possess you know Moses was the first great revealer who God gave Israel to to reveal God and to reveal his law to them he was the one who wrote the first five books of the Bible and, and it's because of him that that we have those first five books He was the first revelator, the first revealer of God and God's will to God's people. Yet, as we'll see at the end of the book, Moses died. He died. And his his time of mediation came to an end. After him, there were other prophets who rose up and who served as a, a type of mediator, revealing the will of God. Thus we have the rest of the Old Testament and the New Testament. Hebrews chapter 1 verses 1 through 2 tells us long ago at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. He spoke to our fathers by the prophets. He he mediated through the prophets. He, He revealed himself through the prophets. But all of those prophets died and went away. But in these last days, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 2 says, He has spoken to us by His Son, whom He appointed the heir of all things, through whom also He created the world. You see, Christ is the better mediator, for He is the Word of God who became flesh. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, you know this verse. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Everything was made through the Word of God. In chapter 1, verse 14, And the Word became flesh, and dwelt among us, And we beheld His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father. Jesus Christ is the full revelation of God. He is the Word of God who became flesh, who took on human flesh to reveal God in His his fullest. In Jesus Christ, we see the full revelation of God and God's will. And Jesus, we see God in human flesh living out God's will before us all throughout the Gospels. So, how do you learn God's will? You look to the written Word to discover the living Word, Jesus Christ. You dig into the written Word. We we dig into the Bible. That's why we we come here Sunday after Sunday and and we hear the Word preached. When we gather together, we, we teach the Word. We focus on the Word. Why? Because the Word, the written Word, points to the Word who became flesh. It points to Jesus Christ. It takes us to Jesus. And we need to follow Jesus. We need to see Jesus so that we can follow Him. Because in Jesus, we see the will of God in in action. That's why we're called Christians. That's why we're called Christians. That's why we bear that name. Because that word Christian, it means a follower of Christ. Someone who follows Christ. It's not just the name of a sect, right? It's a title. It tells us something about who we are. You're you're not a Christian because you came up here and prayed a little prayer. You're not a Christian because you were baptized. You're a Christian if you follow Jesus Christ. That's That's the whole point of that name. When you put on that name, you say, I am a follower of Jesus Christ. I follow him. I do like like he does. I want to imitate him. I want my life to look like his life. So we call ourselves Christians. I wonder, how well does your life imitate Jesus? How well do you bear that name? Christ reveals the full will of God to us. And we live in the will of God as we follow Jesus. As we surrender our lives to him. As we imitate him. And become more and more like him. No, we're not, we're not going to be perfect like him. Not until we see Him in the air, right? When when that day comes and He calls us up to be in the air, Scripture says we'll become like Him because we'll see Him. No, we're we're not going to be perfect in this life. But praise God, in this life we're to look to Jesus Christ. He is our model. He is our hero. And we desire to imitate Him, to become like Him, because when we become like Him, we fulfill the will of God. We need a mediator who can reveal the will of God to us that we may live in accordance to the will of God. So we need a mediator to resolve the conflict between God and us to represent us before god to reveal god's will to us and forth we need a mediator to teach us obedience we need a, a mediator to teach us obedience to teach us how to obey we notice in our text that god commands obedience to his people He commands his people to be obedient to his will, to his law. Look down in our text there, Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 32 and 33. You shall be careful, therefore, to do as the Lord your God has commanded you. You shall not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. You shall walk in all the way that the Lord your God has commanded you, that you may live. And that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land that you shall possess. You want to live long in the land, right? You you want to possess this land that God is giving you and stay there. Obey the commands of the Lord. Follow the Lord. God calls for obedience. Obey my word. Obey my law. Obey my commandments. Follow me yet at the same time God acknowledges the human inability to obey now we go back to Deuteronomy 5:29 i said we're coming back to that go back to that verse oh that they had such a heart as this always to fear me and to keep all my commandments that it may go well with them and with their descendants forever You know, here's the thing. Moses could instruct the people of Israel on God's law. He could give them God's law. He could teach them God's law. He could exhort them to obey God's law. And he could rebuke them when they failed to keep God's law. But Moses could never teach God's people to obey God's law. He could never change their hearts and give them a heart willing to obey God's word. And so our text alludes to the fact that Israel will fail to obey God's law. And so they did. And so they did. You know, once I had this old computer. And I turned it on one day and I got nothing but a blue screen Uh uh-oh everything I tried nothing worked It, it just came up it was a blue screen blue screen blue screen blue screen there was nothing I could get it to do whatsoever come to find out something had happened I don't know electrical surge or something something happened that erased the hard drive it completely erased the hard drive there was nothing written on the hard drive it was blank So every command I gave that computer to do, it would not obey. Because nothing was written on the hard drive. You see, that's the problem in the Old Testament. Moses, as the mediator as a human mediator, could only give Israel the law on tablets of stone. But he couldn't write the law of God on the people's hearts. On their hard drive. Only one mediator, only one mediator is able to write the law of God on your heart. And that is Jesus Christ. Israel was unable to obey because they didn't have the Word of God on their hearts. But through Jesus Christ, the Word of God is written on our hearts. John chapter 14, verse 26, Jesus tells us, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in My name... In the name of Jesus, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. The Holy Spirit through Jesus, right? Jesus died. Jesus was raised again. And because of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we can have a new life. We can be born again. And God the Father, through Jesus, sends the Holy Spirit to write the law of God on our hearts. Dear friend, the only way you successfully live in obedience to God's will is to have the law of God written on your heart. To have the Holy Spirit indwelling you, teaching you, empowering you to live in obedience to God's Word and His law. That's our only hope you want to try to do it on your own you want to try to obey god's word on your own you will fail you will fail over and over and over again that's the whole problem with this whole theology that our world seems to embrace that if i just do good enough i'll be acceptable before god no because you can never do good you can never obey god's word his commandments unless those commandments are written on your heart unless you have the power of the holy spirit living in you teaching you and empowering you to live for god only one mediator only one mediator can teach you true obedience. And that's Jesus Christ. That is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is our only, me- it's the only possible mediator, the only perfect mediator. We only have life in Him. Our mediator, Jesus Christ, is able to do what Moses was unable to do through his divine power in the sending of the Holy Spirit he writes God's word his law on our hearts Jesus Christ is the one perfect mediator between God and man so today I want us to to praise Jesus right that's the invitation for we as christians we want to praise jesus we want to worship jesus so in a minute when larry comes up here we're going to praise jesus we're going to praise him and we're going to thank him for being our perfect mediator because we could not have a relationship with god without jesus we would be like the israelites trembling how could we stand before god He could only consume us. But now in Jesus, we can give praise to God and glorify God without fear. Without fear of condemnation. Without fear of judgment. Because our perfect mediator has resolved that conflict. And He brings us in peace to our God so we praise jesus we glorify his name as our perfect mediator but dear friend if jesus is not your perfect mediator if he is not your mediator you are still in conflict with god you need to confess your sins before christ You need to turn to Jesus and you need to ask Jesus to be your mediator. Ask Jesus to be your mediator. To to be that go-between between you and the Father. Ask Jesus into your life. Ask Him to be your representative. Put your faith and your trust in Him and know the joy of his salvation he died for you so that you might have life with god in him if you'd only trust in him will you trust in jesus today heavenly father lord we thank you and we praise you for our perfect mediator jesus christ Lord, we don't need a mediator like Moses, as as wonderful a man as Moses was, and we have so much to be thankful that you sent him and used him and you revealed yourself to him. But, Lord, we don't need a, a, a mediator like Moses. We need a mediator who is perfect in righteousness, who can take care of our sin and bring us to you in peace. We thank you that you have provided that mediator, Jesus Christ, our Lord so father god let us praise jesus today let our hearts pour out in praise for jesus and for what he has done let us rejoice in him let us depend on him to teach us your word your will and obedience how to obey your commandments so that we might live a life that is honoring and glorifying to you let us trust in jesus and lord Certainly there are those who've never trusted in Jesus. They are still in conflict. They are still under the condemnation of their sins. And if they come into your presence, Lord, there's nothing but judgment and condemnation awaiting them. Lord, let them turn to the perfect mediator, Jesus Christ. Let them put their faith in him and rejoice in the joy of his salvation. This I pray in Christ's name, amen.